Hey everyone, I'm Dan Cortler, the host of TED Climate. Each episode, we unpack the problems and solutions of climate change. This season of the show, we're getting into some big ideas that make us optimistic about the future, like meat grown from cells and leather made from mushrooms. And the best part? We look at how building a greener future can be an upgrade instead of a sacrifice. Find and follow TED Climate wherever you're listening to this. This is a CBC Podcast. Journal of Management Control. Yes, yes, yes. Particular emphasis is placed on operational and strategic planning and control systems and the processes and techniques. That is so hot. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Hi, I'm Rohit Joseph. And I'm Johanna Wagstaff. This is 10 Minutes to Save the Planet. And on today's episode, we're looking at money. Because how you spend your money is actually one of the 10 climate actions recommended by the UN. Because we know what the 10 actions that individuals can make to have the biggest impact on the climate are. We just suck at making them happen. We're not very good at changing our daily habits to introduce them. Our human brains are weird and and wired, and it's hard to change that wiring. And we also get stuck thinking that nothing that we do can really move the dial on the big picture. So we're trying to take on this challenge ourselves with the help of an expert in human behavior. We're trying to reshape our weird brains to try and actually make climate action a regular part of our lives, changing our behavior bit by bit so that we don't all die. That is the ultimate goal. Talking about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, talking, I mean, talking about money in any form to anyone is tough, but it's especially tough right now. I feel like cue all the memes and all the jokes about taking out loans to buy eggs. It's it's a tough time right now, Ro. Yeah, I mean, when Wu-Tang Clan said cash rules everything around me, cream get the money, uh, I don't think they were joking. It's especially relevant in this time of inflation, right? (laughs) Wu-Tang saw inflation coming. Just saying. But, you know, I love that our behavioral science expert, our guide through all of this, also totally gets that. I'm Jiaying Zhao, but I go by Jay-Z. I'm a professor of psychology and sustainability at the University of British Columbia. This is a difficult time for people. Uh, they barely have enough to spend, you know, it's just with inflation and everything else, it's tough. Well, it's good to hear an expert actually acknowledge that. It it, it does have at least a bit of, ah, we're all human still. Yeah, I know. And that like sigh she took, it was really comforting to know that, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all in it together no matter where we fall on the spectrum. For many people though, I feel like We hear the word invest or divest or even banking, and we literally become that meme of Homer Simpson backing into a hedge. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely me. Yeah, Yeah. it's understandable. It's intimidating for so many people. So uh, I met up with George Benson to try and make it less intimidating. Think about doing no harm. To start to evaluate the places that you bank, the places that you invest, and understand if those are institutions that are really taking the climate crisis seriously. 
For example, we know that some Canadian banks are some of the largest financiers of fossil fuel extraction projects in the world. It's a good idea to ask the question, do I want to bank with institutions that do that? Or we get really excited about institutions like credit unions because they not only have a mandate to return value to their members who are like shareholders, but you know, I'm a member, for example, they also have a mandate to have a positive community impact. All right, Johanna, it's great that George gets excited by credit unions, but I don't, and you I don't, don't think I'm alone. I, 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 this does I know, not what a shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I'm alone in just hearing the words bank and credit unions and automatically wanting to shut down. So why should I listen to this guy? Yeah, fair enough. And this is where Jay-Z says, we actually can make a difference. How we choose to save our money, invest our money, actually has a climate impact. So think about, let's say, savings. Um, What is your bank doing with that savings? So find out, ask your bank, how are you investing my money? Is that going to fossil fuels or is it going to renewable energy? That's number one. It's really about reframing our idea of banking, even down to what a banker looks like. Rohith, I got to tell you, you know, George was dressed in a great blue suit, but he arrived on bicycle with amazing flowing hair down to his waist, sandals and uh, nails painted bright blue. I mean, that's our modern banker. I was asking my dad because he has experience with this stuff like, hey, uh, I want to make sure my investments are not going towards fossil fuel companies. Can we make sure that that happens? And he's like, well, how much risk do you want to take? Mm. And the reason he said that is because initially I said, uh, I just want to put my money away, not even want to have to think about it, and just know that it's at least modestly growing. Fair. I didn't, I didn't want to have to be monitoring my stocks day to day to see how good the growth is. I wanted to set it and forget it. And he's and he said to me back, well, that's not the case if you're doing investments that are completely removed from fossil mm-hmm. fuel investments. They tend to be riskier. Did George get into this at all? What, what what do you make of that? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it is complicated. And again, introducing risk is, is a whole other can of worms. Here's George again, though. He admits that it's not easy for everyone to just dive into investments. When we think about the money we spend in life, it's really easy to look at the price tag first and say, oh gosh, that electric vehicle is really, really expensive, or that new heat pump is really, really expensive. I can't afford that immediate cost. But we're often really bad at including what we often call the whole life cycle cost. So for example, I've made the decision a long time ago to not drive and to use a bicycle. I was looking at the BCAA website this morning, and for example, if you had a 2010 Honda Civic and you were driving about 10,000 kilometers a year, so you know, relatively small urban driver, you would have about 1,200 a year uh, in fuel costs, you'd have another 1800 a year in insurance costs, and you'd have about $1,700 a year on average in maintenance cost. Cost me about $300 a year to run my bike. That's a hell of a cost savings, as he said. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the big takeaway is you have to think about the whole life cycle when you're investing in something like an electric car or a heat pump. But at the end of the day, he understands that it really, in this case, isn't about the individual. You know, these banks that are investing trillions into fossil fuels really 
they're the problem. They're the problem, not us this time, uh, Taylor. But we are stakeholders, and I think that's kind of where he wanted to end things off. If you have a pension plan, if you're investing money, you are a stakeholder. You can hold the board of directors accountable. And, Roeth, I really think to the movement that university students are, are a big part of right now, asking their universities to divest from fossil fuels and actually making that happen. For University of Toronto students. It's great and all if we rethink banking and now we have bankers on bikes, I guess. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but but sometimes these companies, I've noticed, they, they claim that they're doing so much with their carbon offsets uh, and that mm-hmm. they say that they're actually helping the environment, planting trees. So I actually had the good fortune of meeting up with the guy behind Net Zero, the physicist Miles Allen. He happened to be in town in Victoria and I met up with him and asked him, hey, what's the deal with offsets and should we be a bit more skeptical about them? Obviously, protecting forests and restoring ecosystems is a great thing to do. The problem is pretending that it somehow compensates for the impact of burning fossil fuels. So in the short term, like everybody else, I'm delighted for extra resources to be devoted to stopping deforestation and so on. That's all a great thing. But what I need, what we all need these companies to do is acknowledge that they can't keep doing this for very long. And that's the thing. When you think about how many companies are really responsible for it, it actually boils down to 100. Exactly 100 investor and state-owned fossil fuel companies are responsible for 70% of all-time greenhouse gas emissions. Wow. And there has been studies uh, from the uh, established Journal of Management Control, just so you know. Oh, they are immediately, immediately <laughs> going to get that monthly. Uh, they do call themselves Jomac, by the way. Um, immediately cooler. <laughs> Jomac says that if, if we as investors are willing to shame these companies, basically make it suck for them to blatantly uh, abuse environmental mm-hmm. laws and regulations— that might actually do something. The shaming actually is leading to some changes. That's what they noticed. For me, I I do feel privileged that I was able to make some big decisions in the past couple years with my family. We invested in a heat pump a couple years ago uh, and a fully electric car. Do we now have negative money? Yes. (laughs) Do we have to use coupons for everything else? Yes. But uh, (laughs) it feels good to have made these big decisions and look at, you know, the big life cycle of some of these uh, some of these places where we put our money. First of all, couponing is dope regardless okay, of you. situation. So <laughs> good on you for doing that. Uh, I think I'll actually work a little harder on my investments and actually do some more research about, you know, some that balance the risk and sustainability aspect. So that's 10 minutes, people. Maybe you can try and do something with your money to save the planet. You've been listening to 10 Minutes to Save the Planet from CBC Podcasts. The show is written and hosted by Rohit Joseph and me, Johanna Wagstaff. Our producer is Teresa Lalonde. Sound design by Jill Constantine. Fabiola Carletti is our digital coordinating producer with assistance by Sean Lloyd. Our managing producer is Damon Fairless. Executive producers are Cecil Fernandez and Chris Oak. Tanya Springer is the senior manager of CBC Podcasts. And Arif Nurani is the director. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.